Greetings and salutations, true believers. Welcome to All You Geek Gamecast, episode 344. I'm your host for this week, Tony Korkanakis, joined by Corey Feinsong. Yo. And Mike Sidini. What's up? All right, guys. Well, uh, interesting episode. We're on 344. We totally missed a pun with 343. We apologize. We forgot about them, just like most people have with the Halo franchise. Uh, so, you know. Oh. Guilty spark here. Yeah. We start with shots fired. Shots fired. Well, you know, we'll throw them a bone because we'll just jump right into the news. Uh, 343 has uh, announced that Halo 6 won't be at E3, but they do have a little something to show. What that means? I don't know. I mean, maybe some Halo Wars 2 DLC or something? Question mark? I ha- is not Halo? Mean? Like, they're <laughs> going to show up to uh, E3, not bring Halo 6, but that's the that's the... What we're known for, our company's known for Halo, uh, but we're gonna show you something. But it's not gonna be Halo Six, but it could be. But it's not because it's a little bit, little something. I don't get it. Is the only th- like isn't Halo all three four three does right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So so what are they gonna do? Release like a year old DLC for Halo Five? Is that what the little something is like? That or like I said, it could be something related to. Or they just be like, Halo hey Wars guys, too. Halo's still a thing. Don't forget about us. Here's Master Chief. Please, please don't forget about Halo. Yeah. Please. I really think that, um, and they uh, didn't do the Halo Wars. I mean, that's not even them. That's different. Oh, it's yeah. not? Oh, I thought it was. My bad. No, well, they, they're I mean, like. It's the, a totally different type of game. They're the so. Halo, like, keeper, I guess. Um, but they're, they're not the ones developing Halo Wars or anything. It just, um, their name's attached because it's Halo. But hmm. as far as, like, Halo games, they. I really think it's just going to probably be like Master Chief, and it's not going to be anything at all. Like, hey, Master Chief's here. He's coming back. But they're going to, like, just have some dude cosplaying as Master Chief, and he'll show up at E3. I mean, what else? They'll be like, hello! If they're not going to show you or tell you, talk about uh, Halo 6. And And people will be like, hey, it's the Doom guy! (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just... And it's a shame, because, like, if I could choose which one caught on and is out all the time and people has a great online community between like halo and call of duty i would have chosen halo well and like i kind of wish that they would be in that position but since they weren't a yearly release like they lost their online community to them and despite you guys always telling me how oh i play halo for the story not too many people do and (laughs) it's sort of evidence now that when they don't have the like the number one online shooter community they're sort of irrelevant yeah, well i mean i never played halo for the single player or the story jim and i did i mean for yeah. the most part now we play I mean, halo 3 we played a lot of multiplayer i mean but yeah. we, uh, jim and i co-op the story. yeah the co-op was great and jim's not here today uh you mentioned that in the movie cast but uh i, lo- I love to play the ca- campaign and it had a good campaign like the first yeah you know I mean, I mean no, they were looked, solid, but it's just it's not what separates it. Yeah, from I would. Else. I would say that the the main hook or draw of Halo story mode was the ability to do co op. Yeah. Like that was something because it's like, hey, maybe we don't want to play competitive shooting each other or online shooting, but let's just chill, you know, on the couch and just play through the story mode, you know, because you know it's it's decent to good to great. Yeah. I don't think it consistently stayed great, but I, you know, it rarely went that down unless you're playing halo 2 but that's my personal opinion 
I mean, Halo 2's story was just cut short. I mean, that's what happened. Poop. Poop. Gameplay was there. It's just the story was like, all right, guys, we're ready to finish. <laughs> I've only we'll played the multiplayer. <laughs> I've only played the multiplayer in Halo 2 because I never owned it myself. <laughs> never played. I don't even remember the biggest like in gaming it, history, maybe. Like, it's like finish the fight. Uh, but we didn't do shit. Credits roll. No. Credits roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. As far as Halo, like, the gameplay has always been fantastic. And, like, Bungie nailed that. And it still has it now in a different franchise. Uh, yeah, and exactly. And I think the, added, the Destiny power. franchise um, still has that feel where Halo kind of lost that when Bungie stopped developing it. Um, it. It's also a lot of the fans are like, well, this is still Bungie. I'll go with them. And it's still identifiable as kind of the same systems and stuff. And it's grown. You have these extra powers and stuff, and the whole online community that are. You know, I play it weekly. For for better or worse, with Destiny, is it, it does have its own thing. It's separate from like the Call of Duty type thing. So, between yeah. Call of Duty and Destiny, there's just really no purpose for Halo anymore. No, I mean you throw Overwatch into the mix too, and obviously if you have if you want to go to the Uber esports, you have Counter Strike. So. Where does Halo fit? I mean, I would say for a while it existed in its own nice Where, well, blue ocean of console eSport thing because, you know, PC was always uh, Counter-Strike and stuff like that. But then Call of Duty came out, you know, Destiny came out, Overwatch is out now, and that pie's only so big, you know? I mean, like, Halo 3 was was it. Like, that was why people had Xbox 360s. That was why that was, like... A great selling console, and everyone was playing that game online together mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long time. But yep. that time is just it, people have taken pieces of that. It's it's just mm-hmm. not here anymore. And going back to a discussion we had a couple weeks ago, I think when like NPD was out or the new Call of Duty came out. I mean, this is part of the reason why I have a lot of animosity towards Call of Duty, just because in my eyes that is what helped to kill the Halo franchise just because of the popularity of Call of Duty was so great. Now, I'm not saying Activision Blizzard is responsible for that directly. You know, it's, it's still on Microsoft and, you know, 343. But, you know, I would much rather play the Halo multiplayer online than Call of Duty online. Yeah, I Definitely. think the thing that killed Halo was the fact that they were said they were done with Halo. And then, well, you know what? We're not done. Bungie... You go do your thing. We're gonna make some more. Not really yeah. understand how to bring it back properly. Yeah. Uh, See, and, and, really and, the, and the games <laughs> aren't even really bad. Like Halo Four is not like I, bad. Yeah, we talked about we liked Halo Four. Halo Four isn't bad. I don't know about Halo Five just because I, I wasn't gonna buy a system but, for you know it. What? I think <laughs> what they and they they're really trying to do it on the name of of Halo, and mm-hmm. I think that they kind of missed an opportunity to maybe not. Do Halo the way that we saw, like Master Chief. Yeah, get away well, from yeah. Master Chief. It it's sort of what they did is they took the name and they just sort of kept the status quo. Meanwhile, Bungie with Destiny, in a way, is sort of like the progression of that engine that didn't happen with Halo. Like, obviously, there's more abilities and stuff. There's more customization. They switched to that sort of always online or whatever, like yep. universe, which is might be where Halo went if Bungie kept them, and maybe they would be relevant then, but. Yeah. You're sort of banking on an old type of game with 
little Halo it Four is, and Five. Yeah, and, and times change, and like characters are important. And their yep, character characters are important. Chief is not an interesting character. No, no. and and it's he's not iconic enough, like Mario or Link. You know, I'm just spouting those two examples where I, I don't think their characterization is deep, but the story carries them through, and you know, their franchise that persisted. You know, Master Chief is just. You know, well, a dude. The, like the complete, like generic space marine, not even right. like no face, like you just like a suit of armor. Like, yeah, it's funny no because person. yeah, and they even have like a guy to do his voice, and people forget that he's voiced. Mm-hmm. Like, and his vo- the voice is pretty like I can be iconic if you like remember it. It's distinct. It's very distinct. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Finish the fight was like, yeah, no, and it's it's a big. Like, it's oh, a distinct okay. voice, and like people like follow the game, recognize. It. But then, like if you haven't played for a while, you're like, "Wait, was was Master Chief voiced? Did yeah. he ever talk?" Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say a lot. <laughs> so one thing I, I definitely want to say is, and I was thinking about this: what Halo failed to do, in my opinion, like we were just talking, was evolve. Um, and if we want to look at that, okay, so Call of Duty totally owned the, hey, we're going to take competitive shooting on consoles and everybody's going to want to play this game. Like, all the 13-year-olds, I'm sorry to, like, stereotype people if you listen to this podcast <laughs> and you're not 13 but play Call of Duty, it's not to be offensive. But in my eyes, my mind, in my eyes, I feel like there are more 13-year-old, 13 to 16-year-old demographic playing Call of Duty than any other demographic. But that aside, so they have that market that kid casual market like jim mentioned in slack chat but the people that like our demographic the older you know young yeah 20 to 30s mid early 30s i would say they have evolved to go to other games they've gone to like borderlands you know uh i, I mean look at the new what is it the tom clancy game wild wildlands or whatever oh yeah yeah I mean, that, as much as, like, we like to really shit on that, or not even talk about it, because I don't think we really talked about it up until its release, or post-release, it's the number one selling game uh, in the first quarter of the calendar year. By far. Mm-hmm. By far. Millions of units. Even though its Metacritic score is, you know, I think at the 70 range, but it doesn't matter because people want to play that game with their friends. It's the new thing to do. And if Halo evolved to be, you know, more like a co-op experience, maybe adopt some of the destiny model with gear and loot and all that stuff and, and dungeons and raids, maybe it could succeed that way. Maybe, I don't know. I don't have faith in three, four, three, but that's a direction that they could have gone rather than just like Mikey, you were saying, maintaining the status quo of just, okay, single player, multiplayer, here you go. Have fun. And or, you know, five have like a big, like a disappointing campaign where, cause it, there was no multiplayer really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I know, Mike, that was the criticism from both yeah. of us, and, and that you couldn't do the local couch, co- to my to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, you couldn't. I remember that was a big deal as well, and they're like, eh, whatever. That's what it was yeah. going for, you know? And like, I remember, yeah. like, Gears 4, like, they were like, oh, no, we're having yeah. that in Gears, guys. <laughs> yep. But the other thing that they could have done, and I, I really just literally thought about this as I was talking, but if they had gone to the model that Microsoft really wants these days, which is games as a service... If they had just done Halo, my and me for personally, I, it would have suited me. But if they just went Halo multiplayer centric, that's it. No campaign. It's just Halo multiplayer, um, kind of like a League of Legends uh, system where it's just you know there's casual mode, there's competitive mode, and it's all the all the map stuff is and whatever vehicles and weapons could be completely free DLC, and then it's funded by 
you know, a cosmetic bullshit, you know, like we see in Titanfall 2. I would be totally for that. That would be much more compelling to me to actually purchase uh, Halo or play Halo if they want free to play on Xbox One or even PC rather than try to shove Halo 6 down my throat. Because at this point, I didn't play Halo 4. I didn't play Halo 5. If I didn't play those two games, probably not coming back for Halo 6. I don't see this franchise lasting the way Call of Duty is and no. the way that you know Overwatch has that staying power right now. And I, yep. I just don't see that being something that's I would if I was Microsoft wanting to bankroll because people are beyond that now. They, it's it's in the past. It's a thing like when you think Halo, you think of 360. You're not thinking of Xbox One. Mm-mm. Nope. They would need to, a pretty big overhaul for this franchise, like. Something like Tony said, or I mean, it needs to go away for a little just longer something. and to kind of reinvent itself, so. and yeah, well, to come back with more like, um, you know, like oh wow, it's like I haven't seen you in such a long time. Like your old like, friend <laughs> that was away forever, and they're like, oh wow, you're back. It needs to do that because nobody really cares right now. Uh, so, and that's unfortunate because it was a very popular series and we loved it, but it really has no place like we talked about. So. Yep, it's interesting, I guess, but who knows what Microsoft's doing. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of Scorpio. We'll see you in a month. Yep. But, yeah. All right, so I guess we'll keep it uh, in that first-party house and talk about something positive Microsoft is doing by releasing the Phantom Dust remaster on both Xbox One and PC for free. Ooh. Completely 100% free. Is that time? Now, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's time. Yeah. <laughs> what was Phantom Dust again? I don't remember it. Phantom Dust is this yeah, super, super, super niche uh, Japanese card game RPG that came out <laughs> on the Xbox, the original oh, Xbox. I'm the sorry. OG Xbox. Yeah. The wow. OG Xbox. It, okay. it came out late in this in its life cycle. In the West, it actually came out at a budget. I'm pretty sure I remember picking up on release day for 19.99. Uh, and it was just um, I was back when Microsoft was really courting a lot of Japanese developers saying hey we want you to make whatever kind of game you want to make we'll, we'll give you the funding as long as it sounds like a decent concept just make a game for our system please so this uh, Japanese developer I don't remember his name now made this interesting card game and it really is fascinating if you think about how the gaming landscape is now this game was doing a lot of stuff in terms of like collectibles um, you know, loot chest kind of stuff with the cars and everything like that. Card collecting, yeah. Card collecting. It, I mean, you're like, wow, this game came out in, what, like 2003, 2004? And that that kind of model could easily uh, happen these days. You know, it's kind of a standard. But uh, I think it's pretty cool. I believe there's also cross-play between the two platforms. So, you know, the, the Windows uh, play any or play Xbox anywhere. play anywhere. In. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely getting it. I remember having some good times with the game. I, I never beat it or anything like that. Uh, it is supposedly pretty meaty, too, in terms of if you want to beat the game. And Was this, like, um, I know that they, because they, when the 360 came out, they they tried to push, like, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey on you. And yeah. Like, big JRPGs are coming to Xbox, guys. But uh, this was, like, I guess this was on OG, so I didn't yeah, really, it was bef- remember it. Yeah, before that initiative. Um, like I said, it was super niche. I mean, uh, I only knew it knew about it because uh you know we were talking about it on gaff 
before it was known as NeoGAF these days. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty cool, and you know, Jim was pretty happy about it, even though Jim says he doesn't like playing old games. So I was like, all right, well, you know, here you go. That's cool. And and you know, I do gotta give props to Microsoft. It's a good sign, but I think it's kind of the bare minimum. And the way I expressed it in our Slack chat was, I was like, this is a drop in the bucket of what Microsoft needs to be doing to gain back any goodwill towards their gaming mm-hmm. initiatives because I just I have zero faith in that. Exactly like DC Cinematic Universe, I have zero faith in Microsoft as a company in the gaming landscape anymore. Just why? You're, why are you even bothering? I don't know. That's my personal preference, but yeah. Anything else there? <laughs> no, not, no, not with okay. the dust. Like, we'll see. I, yeah, it's a great thing that they're doing, but like, like you said, it's a niche game. Like, if they did bring it out for $19, that thing's not selling. So it really was just, like, got to give it away and maybe, you know, draw yep. up some good press. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay there. So we'll go to a couple of announcements here, uh, starting with our good friends over at LEGO and them announcing Marvel Super Heroes 2, holiday 2017. So about six months from now. It's coming to all the major platforms right now, which is PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Full trailer in one week. We have the key art, which I think is also going to be the box art. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you, did you see I the box art? I didn't see the key art. No, I was just going to say, let, let me guess, because uh, I'm very... Okay. Uh, okay. I'm curious to see if... It's, Lego, it's a Lego game. And it's yep. Marvel Super Heroes 2. Yep. So... I'm going to say... I'll give you a hint. There's there's uh, eight characters on the box. Okay. Iron Man's going to be on there. Nope. Uh, whoa. Okay. Go Spider-Man. ahead. Kinda. Captain America. <laughs> Kinda. Kinda. Thor. Nope. Uh, no. only two of four right now. Hulk? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ant-Man. That's just... Nope. Nope. Okay. So I keep getting one. I'm keep getting. I'm not getting one. Um, uh, Star Lord. Nope. Whoa. Somehow, somehow, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, wow. I I'm surprised. Let's go with um, the Spider Woman. I don't know. Or Captain uh, Marvel. Yep. Yes. Captain Marvel. Okay. Well, something almost like Spider Woman. Um, you're warm with Spider Woman. Gwenpool, or Gwen Spider Gwen, or whatever her yep. name is. Yep, yeah. Spider Gwen. I really, don't, I don't even understand what she is. By the way, I don't know what that is or why. We can talk about that if you want. We'll talk about that later, but whatever. Uh, okay, so that's four characters I've gotten, or five, five, five. Yeah, and three more, huh? That's Black Panther. Nope. Yes. He's what? He's there. Where? That's him in the back. On that tree. Oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry. I didn't even notice. You're right. I'm sorry. There were nine characters. I did not even see him, dude. I didn't. Oh, I just thought he was like there. That's, I was that's like, what? racist. <laughs> um, all right. So, okay. Black Panther's there. And I got three more. Three more. I want to say that. Is, is there a villain? Uh, I think there is, but I'm not even counting because you can't really make it out. Okay. So then the last three, I'm going to go with Wolverine. 
Nope. No, of course not. No. What are you? No, I don't know. That's what I was hoping. Uh, who else we have coming out in the Marvel Universe? Doctor Strange. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, I can't believe a guard. Is, is there a guardian? Guardian? It's Rocket. Yeah. There's a Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Well, what type of Groot? Fuck yeah. that, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> But, so to clarify just a little bit, the most prominent and main character on the box art is Spider-Man. But, but weird-ass Spider-Man. Which one is this? Is this Spider-Man Miles Morales? 2099. Oh, 2099. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the blue and the red. Thing? Yep, the fang one. Yep. It's not fangs, but the eyes kind of look like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And the Captain America is not the Captain America we all know. It's some weird cowboy Captain America. Yeah, everyone's wearing weird stuff pretty much except for oh, Rocket. Gladiator, yeah. And Rocket. <laughs> I was like, it I has guess. to be a Guardians, like some of the Guardians like gotta be in there somewhere. Yep. But I'm surprised Star Lord wasn't on there. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so they released some details. The full trailer's coming next week, but uh they said four player, multiplayer, uh both cooperative and competitive. I don't know what that means in terms of a Lego oh, game. Oh my I wonder if that's gonna be all online. <laughs> yeah. Open world. I can't imagine them actually doing a local four-player co-op because it was bad enough the way... They had that dividing screen, which they thought would be better, and it's actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see them doing that with four. What, but um, I don't know. So LEGO Undercover is an open world, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So that's, it's it. like a GTA game. Yeah. Yeah. So they have done that before. There, there was an open world in the last Marvel game. I mean, it, there was not a whole lot. Oh, really? I, I mean, yeah. just remember it being kind of like stages, so. Yeah, yeah, but you could just sort of fly around for no reason. <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing, and, and here we can talk about um, Spider-Gwen, was it's going to span different timelines, too. Right. Which is why we see Cowboy Captain America. So, Shattered Dimensions. Yeah. I, that game. I, mean, I hated that game. Yeah, I so, that was like the end of the Spider-Man games are. Go ahead. Uh but uh, real quick, what I was going to say, Spider-Gwen came out from um, a couple of years ago. Marvel had that Spider-Verse event or something yeah. like that. And it's always spider people. Yeah, one of the different multiverses was a world where the roles were reversed. So instead of Peter Parker getting bit by a spider, it was uh, Gwen Stacy. So she got the powers, and she fought um, Green Goblin, and Green Goblin was the one who like threw Peter Parker off and, you know... Gwen so, killed Peter. Spoiler alert. Sorry, people. But. <laughs> I thought, because I heard someone say that's not even really Gwen Stacy. It's not, so, right. It's, it's not, not the main universe. Main story. Uh, that's so, what, that, that's right. what they meant by that. I yeah. thought it was just like someone named Gwen who happened to have Spider-Man. Yeah. Gwen Stacy's dead, guys. <laughs> right. So, But what, what? happened was, <laughs> what happened was because she, her, like, she was so popular in that, like, series for a while, they actually gave her her own... Uh, miniseries in her own universe. But then when Marvel decided to reset their universe, uh, somehow she got pulled into the one singular uh, comic. She got Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. Yep. I mean, Marvel's rebooting their universes like monthly, it seems like. But but did she, uh, when she was in her own universe, did she go by Spider-Gwen as a superhero? I don't, I don't know. I never read it. that was her name, Spider-Gwen. That's... I, I don't know. I didn't read the comic either, but I mean, she's a hugely popular like costume cosplayer people. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> costume. Yeah, but 
Uh, well, whatever. It's like, the, like she's like the Harley Quinn of Spider People. <laughs> she is because now there's also a Gwenpool, which is uh, uh, like Deadpool, but female and Gwen Stacy from, I yep. guess, another universe? I don't know. Again, yeah, Gwen Stacy for some reason is becoming like the. Is, is, yeah, it's a very popular character for some reason. And one that like stayed dead forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's cool. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, Gwenpool. Vengeance. Uh, Spider Gwen. But yeah, that Spider Universe thing was interesting. There were some pretty neat characters that came out of it. So, but yeah. in any case, that's anyway. I, I do. Um, oh. I am interested in seeing how the multiplayer works on Switch. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. Like I don't know if I'm going to go back to these Lego games. Like I tried a lot of them a while ago, and I'm just like these are not, not getting a little boring. But there seems to be a lot more to this one at least. But I don't know. So that, yeah, I mean, it just looks sound interesting. So. And I, I do like that they're just not going to go with Iron Man that we know, Captain America that we know, Thor, and these regular <laughs> characters. So bunch of different costumes to unlock. Oh, well, you said Hulk is on there, right? Gladiator yeah. Hulk, yeah. He's ah, wearing it. Yeah, I was going to say like what because it's not Hulk; it's going to be some other kind of Hulk. So yeah, okay. cool. Yep. So it'll be interesting. And uh, like I said, coming holiday 2017. So you know, it's not something we have to wait too long for, which is good because you know I don't think this is the type of game you need to hype for. More than six yeah. months, like no, this is coming out in two years. Like it's okay, got a pretty just... good fan base installed already. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just moving along with some announcements. So, the company Natsume announced a new Harvest Moon called Light of Hope, announced uh, today for PC, PS4, and Switch. No Xbox One. Oh snap! That. It's starting. Yep, it's <laughs> the Switch is starting. <laughs> Sorry about that pun. It's pretty awful. Not but, so uh, much that, but that people are phasing out Xbox One now. Well, you know, <laughs> I really hate to take advantage of the fact that Jim's not here uh, to talk about Xbox, but yes, I, <laughs> but I do. You will. I will. I will because fuck you, Jim. That's why you're not here right now. Uh, this That'll learn you. But um, I just think it shows that there's a lot of demographic like a lot of games and a lot of genres that the xbox one demographic is just not into um i mean i remember even talking about that maybe a year or so ago when they were releasing the physical versions of shovel knight xbox one version got canceled and it's like what why and you go back to their demographics of their sales and xbox one was pitiful like i think it was less than 10 percent of all of shovel knight's sales were on xbox one it's just like wow can't really blame them so you know I don't know what that. That you is guys... my kid upstairs. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm like. Up and down, apparently. Is this... I get freaked out now every time I hear weird noise. I'm like, is this Silent Hill again? Is this Silent Hill? <laughs> like, am I getting Silent Hill right now? <laughs> yeah, With the I, sirens and all that shit. I, I mean, the Harvest Moon is kind of a niche game. Oh yeah, so total. It, it totally yeah, is. I could see like not it would not even bothering. I mean. The Japanese market is probably the most popular market for that, or prominent market, I should say. And how many Xbox get sold there a month? 10? 20? <laughs> maybe. So, 100, maybe. Best. I mean, yeah. You're talk- I mean, yeah, I mean, you're talking differences of tens of thousands compared to what Sony is selling. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah, it makes sense for them financially. And, yeah, even if it came out on Xbox, like you were saying could be probably under 10% of the market share of that game. Mm-hmm. So, 
So, why even bother? But I mean, do you yeah, like those I mean, games, the Harvest Moon games? Have you played them? Um, I, I did in the beginning. Like, I played the Super Nintendo and N64 versions and one of the Game Boy, like early Game Boy Color ones, and they were good. I think after that, they just kind of got stale on me. But uh, it'll be interesting to see because I think Stardew Valley came out of nowhere and just kind of stole. I was going to say, like, it, it's, that's coming to Switch, and if that comes out before this game comes out, I don't have good like, high hopes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I hear so many good things about Stardew Valley. I literally own the game on PC. I own the game on PC because of some the humble bundle, bundle thing. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the fuck that's Trump bundle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say, I'm, I'm not even playing it because I want to wait for it to, to be on the Switch because that is, a, that is a perfect game for the Switch where it's just kind of like, all right, pick like play if, on the TV if you have a couple hours. And if you don't, Pick it up and just play it in short bursts while you're mm-hmm. on a commute or, you know, Yeah, no, I'm looking wherever. forward to it, too. And it's been on PSN for a while. I'm like, nah, I'm not yep. going to buy it there. I know. So it's I like, uh, Yep. So, so hopefully we'll... I, I haven't played a game like that in forever, so... Yep. I just, again, hear such great things. It was done by one person, too, that game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we're getting Stardew Valley in the summer. You know, in the end, I'm hoping that that the success of that game caused this Harvest Moon game to be made. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. damn, there is that. Like, people still like that type of game. All right, we gotta kick it up and like, you know, they just can't come out and meet Stardew Valley. They need to really go above and beyond to be like, hey, you know, we're the guys that started the genre. Man, the OGs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh that's my best case scenario. But I'm still not too hopeful. Yeah, I'm, you're getting Stardew Valley. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. No question about it. But, all right, uh, talk about old franchises coming back. Our good friends over at Sega are planning major revival of their IPs. Yeah, so, like, uh, Un- back in <laughs> 2016, they ran a poll asking what, of, what, what franchise that has been dormant for a while um, would you like to see come back? I don't know if you saw that poll or not. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember yeah, that. I think we, we talked, talked about yeah, it. I think we talked yeah. about it. So now that th- this news coming out, it's kind of relevant that they're actually saying we want to revive some of our older IPs. And I think in the article, they talk about how well certain things have been doing, you know, uh, yeah. Persona 5 being on there a bunch of times. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> they bought Atlas. <laughs> oh. uh, but uh, just to mention the most popular um, franchise, uh, number one in that poll was Sakura Wars. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause that, that's another niche, like title. Yeah, I don't even know what, I don't even know what that on is. Saturn. I think the last one, Okay. There's actually, I think, there one on Wii. Guess? There was a one. Oh, okay. There's one on the Wii. Yeah. So, well, there you go. I know that my vote would have been Vector Man. Vector Man. <laughs> Vector Man yeah. did uh, not make the list. The top twenty. You had um, Sakura Wars at number one, Jet Set Radio at number two, Virtual On at number three, Shenmue, which apparently will come at some point. Number four, uh, Virtual Fighter. Number five, Panzer Dragoon. Six, Shining Force at seven, which I really like those games. That's another strategy RPG. And then Skies of Arcadia, which was a good good game as well. I thought that was mm-hmm. an excellent um, game that they really never did much with. I have sitting right up on my shelf over there uh, for Dreamcast. And then um, Streets of Rage is number ten, uh, nine, and Nights into Dreams was number ten. That's a game I never really got. Never got into it either. 
They, I mean, the I just, controller they came out for it was great, and I used that all the time, but <laughs> never played the game. <laughs> all that I know about it is from that one pinball machine in Sonic Adventure that, like, featured, yeah. like, that. <laughs> I mean, of those, like, obviously I would love to see Pandragoon Saga game, but that oh, yeah. never really happened. Uh, and Skies of Arcadia, I'd really like oh. to see. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm really sorry, I forgot to mention this. Uh, going back to Phantom Dust... Uh, the the game direct like the guy who designed that game mm-hmm. was the guy behind Pan's Dragoon. Ah, okay. So I do remember him making a game for Xbox. Yeah. And I, yep. See, it's all connected. Hashtag, it's all connected. <laughs> Unlike the Marvel universe. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> doesn't take much. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then, what um, is there a title that you would want Sega to revive, uh, Tony? I, I mean, you weren't much of a Sega guy. Yeah, I wasn't much of a Sega guy, but I mean, honestly, like, I would love to see those, like, Shining Force or Panzer. I would love to see those just because, even if it's just releasing those games, I would like to experience those. Mm. Because, you know, now that I'm older, I would love to play, like, the, the best hits of those older generations because I still have nostalgia for that era and stuff like that. Um, if you're talking about what I would actually want to see in terms of new stuff, I want a new Fantasy Star. Like, I want a fucking new Fantasy Star. It could be a, a traditional Fantasy Star, or it could even be, you know, Fantasy Star Online. I would kill for a new Fantasy Star Online. That would get me hooked. The thing is, like, this that's not even on the list, because that I know. came out in Japan. I know. I know. I know, I know, I know. So it's not so even bad. a revival, which is, which is crazy. I know. To me, that would be another great game for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Dude, it, you know, we, we talk about, Jim and I talk about our love for WoW and how awesome that game was, but before WoW, oh, Fantasy Star Online, I remember we played that playing it so much, yeah, I played it so much on the Dreamcast, and then on GameCube when it came out, I got it on GameCube, I bought the fucking $50 network adapter to plug it into the bottom of the GameCube, to play that game, pay $10 a month, and I just loved it. I just had so much fun trying to find rare items and all that stuff, just... Yeah. It was it was ahead of its time. It was. Yeah, it really was, and the the fact that they went online with it and not made it another fi- a fantasy a Final Fantasy clone, you know, was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I really yep. thought that was awesome, and uh, I remember having a great time on Dreamcast with uh, with it in the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? Just, Did you like have like nostalgia for any of these Sega franchises? I like I'm the serious vector man, man. That's it, huh? <laughs> like that's that's the other one that comes to mind. Um, other than that, like I was Sonic games pretty much. Yeah, well, we definitely get them all Sonic. So. Yeah, that's coming. Well, like Mania and whatever. One of the other games I, I am interested in actually on the Switch is the uh, Wonder Boy game because. I had a Master System hand me down, and that was one of the games that was on it. And I always got addicted to that game because it was yeah. that game was pretty ahead of its time too. In just terms of, uh, I mean, it's funny because like, Sonic gets the, like <laughs> yeah. credit as being the platformer for Sega, where mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman Four was much more of the counterpart to Mario. Wonder Woman, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say that. <laughs> Wonder Boy. Uh, actually, speaking of ahead of its time, I did play on the. 32x, which I called 32x back then because it was cooler. <laughs> well, I played Virtua Fighter a bit, like the original one, the first version of it on the 32x. See, I still would say it. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's just really no place for like a 3D fighting game like that anymore. Like Tekken exists, there's no 
fucking Virtua Fighter, dude. I, all right, I never really got into Virtua Fighter, but I totally respect that series. The amount of depth and complexity behind that is way beyond what I can handle. I remember picking up Virtua Fighter Five for the Xbox 360 uh-huh. and doing training mode or whatever it was to like learn the basics of the system. And it took me a couple hours, and I'm like, all right, there you go. That's the basics <laughs> basics of your character. I was like, I I never did any of that with these games. Like uh, back then, at least, like I just you know, oh, a grab, I can do a grab, or I'll just punch real fast. Like that was it. <laughs> ah, like that game really rewarded you for like mastering a character. And I actually told myself, I was like, well, I'm not playing this because I could not convince a single one of my friends to put in the amount of time to actually get good at this game. I just knew it would it was, not happen. I remember reading the, back the instruction booklet because those existed back then. And it said the, the main like face of the series, like Akira, the, or I think that's how you put yeah, it. <laughs> yep, uh, he, uh, he was supposedly the best character, but he's hard to master. And he was garbage for me i couldn't do anything no, with he it. was the toughest i stayed away from him because he was the hard he was the hardest yeah. character to use yeah the hardest character to use but like they like he was the like marketing the high, character too like yeah. they, he was and the character play, he... <laughs> the high level ai he'll just wreck you with these crazy shoulder block moves I'm like what the hell is that how do you do that i'm him i can't hardly get him to move <laughs> like what the yeah, yeah. It, it, like, Virtua Fighter 2 is probably one of my most played games on Sega Saturn. Uh, Jim and I, my brother, and even Matt, we'd have tournaments, like, and just, like, pick, we'd have, like, random select characters, and we'd, like, have eight slots each or whatever, and just, like, tour, and it was just awesome, like, we had so much yeah. fun with that game. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, like you said, I mean, the 3D so yeah, I, landscape I, is kind yeah. of... It's kind of, you know... It's either maybe Soul Calibur. I don't even know if Soul Calibur Soul Calibur's not around anymore. It's still around. Or if... uh, so that's not like there. And Street Fighter EX is not a thing either. <laughs> uh, whatever that was. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so it's really just Tekken, but I guess there's room if it's just Tekken at this point. But well, is it going to be different enough from Tekken? Well, what I was going to say was there also is Dead or Alive, which actually has two no, three characters from Virtua Fighter as guest characters. Are they still making new Dead or Alive that like aren't just like softcore porn games? Uh, Dead or Alive Five, or is it Five or yeah, it's Five. Dead or Alive Five last round. Or Dead or Alive Five came out on PS3 and at 360, and then they ported like the Game of the Year version or whatever Master version with you know yeah. most okay. stuff uh, on PS4 and Xbox One. I actually got it um, because a couple of my friends and I, we played Dead or Alive 3 on the mm-hmm. original That's Xbox a lot. the Spartan in it, right? The Halo yep. Spartan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about that, and I was like, oh, this will be an interesting game. Maybe just, like, pop up with one day and, and play it. So I was just playing that. And that game was actually – I will uh, f- fully admit that Dead or Alive 5 last round is legitimately a fun game to play. Like, in terms of not – serious not uber competitive but like just kind of fun to play yeah. the combos are kind of crazy well, there's some being, tags like, watered down virtua fighter with bouncy boobs and yep. let's see itagaki was his name was that it yep itagaki yep. Yeah, like, I, yeah that guy 
was a rock star. Yeah. So basically, so yeah, yeah, he was totally a rock star. But he's um, not he even was... at the studio anymore, no. so maybe it's yes. for the better. But I mean, there's still that titillation and just <laughs> graphic. Like, dude, you want to talk about how this game probably makes some money? They come out. They still are coming out with DLC costumes every other month almost, and it's. Some of the stuff I'm just like, wow, I I couldn't even alone select this costume, like in the comfort of my own apartment if, by if myself. No one else saw you do that. No one <laughs> yeah, else was gonna see it. You, you couldn't do it. Uh, it's still just awkward, like as hell. It's just ah, uh, come on. Uh, it's it's cringeworthy. It's embarrassing, but you know, whatever. In there, and but they, uh, do, they do give the male costumes some. Effort. Oh, they do. Oh, there are some male costumes. I'm like, wow, that's good for you. Equal rights. Equal rights. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm remembering the first Virtua Fighter. Instead of bouncy boobs, you get triangular <laughs> prisms. Uh, one one thing that I we just I just thought about because we're speaking of Virtua Fighter, Virtua motherfucking on. Yeah, that was I want a revival of that. Number three, or uh, dude. Maybe that'll be I need it. it. I need it. I need it. There was a controller like with the sticks, right? That came out back then. Yeah. Was, Twin that, sticks. That was a game that I never really got like into too much. I didn't get into it either because I, I, a I didn't own any assistance, but and I only played it in the arcades. But it was one of those games that was a dollar to play, so yeah. I didn't play it enough to get good at it. But I always still had fun, you know. Premium arcade game back. Yep. Then. Premium arcade game. So yeah, yeah. Cool. giant robots beating each other up can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hopefully we see some interesting stuff from Sega. I don't know if you guys remember, but. A couple of years ago, Sega had a really shitty couple of years, and they flat out just said, and I specifically it's remember covering it. Boom happened. That's what happened. <laughs> I just, it, no, it was even before that. I specifically remember saying that, like, they just canceled every series besides Sonic, uh, Total War, and uh, I think one of their sports manager titles or some bullshit. Oh, yeah. Probably. And they're like, everything else is just going to be uh, downloadable titles. And it's like, well, Sega's dead. And I was like, this is why, you, you know, you guys shouldn't wish for, like, Intended to go third party because this is what's going to happen. So they lay dormant for many years. But hopefully we see a revival. Speaking yeah. of a revival, Sega is also announcing something new for the Sonic franchise. Mike, you want to take this one? I don't know why. To me, this is a tone-deaf choice, and it's not a good <laughs> sign. I see people in the comments of this YouTube video saying, like, why would you complain about this? I'm complaining about it because you're obviously missing the point when you're making this a feature. There's... Okay. <laughs> this is for the 3D Hold on, Sonic. Hold on, let me get your soapbox. There you go. <laughs> this is for the 3D Sonic game that's coming out. I don't, I don't even know when this year. And they have a customizable main, maybe, character. I don't even know They're where you can dress them up in your little furry best, make your little furry fantasy character that you love because you're a Sonic fan. And... <laughs> They have whatever ability. So the thing about a customizable character means you're going to have like a story character that like has no real name, no real personality, no purpose really other than to just go through these levels like next to other characters. And why? Like you're supposed to make Sonic interesting to play as in these Sonic games. When you go back to like Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2, like the last universally li- universally liked at least like 3D Sonic games they had each character like sort of have their own abilities 
and like to match their personality. They had personalities. Why would you have this like blank slate character like featuring so prominently in this game? I don't know. And of course, and then they show in this video this character working along with old school Sonic and new Sonic, which is also annoying because it's just like just be one Sonic. Like we don't need to do this generations thing every game now. I know that kind of worked for that, but. <sighs> So I think, I mean, like, I, I understand, like, oh, look, it's something more that you can do. But I think it's like a tone-deaf decision, honestly. That's it. I didn't it. even know that was happening. And so now that I'm hearing about it, I create your character, like, like basically saying, here's Skyrim. We're going to let you create your character and then play in the world. But what does that even mean for the story? And what is what are you doing in this? So Your character is helping Sonic basically. Yeah, so I don't even know how often you're going to be this character. I hope it's not more than your Sonic. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is this going to be like X-Men Destiny? <laughs> don't get to play as the characters you want to yeah. play as. Yeah, so uh, to me it's a little bit troubling. Mm. Again, I'm looking forward to Sonic Mania, and I really, I don't know at all about this game. I don't care that much. <laughs> but uh, we'll see, I guess. I guess I'll withhold Final judgment, but this is not exactly what I wanted to see. This is really like the first bit of information, too, we're getting about this game. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not good. I, I mean, mean we, we had that trailer before and we knew, like, old school and new school Sonic was coming back, but already, but this is the next bit it, of information. You say this, Mike, but honestly, because of this feature, I think this is going to be the best selling Sonic game of all time. <laughs> Why, because they're all their furry fans? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, the furry fan date, like, there's some weird Venn diagram of furries, and I really hate to sound judgmental right now, but there is a huge Venn diagram of people into, like, the furry lifestyle and Sonic. There's a, like, it's almost overlapping. Okay, here's something you can do. Anyone, I'm urging even my fellow podcasters, but anyone listening to this, if you go onto Google or Bing, any, your, your search engine of choice, as long as there's an image search, type in your name, whatever your first name is, and then The Hedgehog, and do a Google image search. There is fan art of your name, The Hedgehog. No matter what your name is. I tried to find a name that didn't result in anything. I failed. I could not do this. Like an actual real name. It's And I, I want to urge you, do this at the privacy of your own home, please do not do this at work. <laughs> There's we some weird shit that should will we show turn up. safe search on <laughs> <laughs> when um, we do so this. Wait, um, are you actually a human that's getting dressed up, or are you no, 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 no. You're, you get to pick your animal, sort of anthropomorphic oh, level yeah. Sonic like everyone yeah, kind of looks video. the same, but uh, so I you think you're like a fox or a hedgehog or yep. a bear or a cat, yep, yep, or something. Wow, Mike, the like head. Chuck is badass. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, carrying man. a crowbar and he's gray with like a trench coat. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't even go there. Like during the podcast, I was like, you know what? This is not something you need to be doing during the podcast, but Mike, yeah, just go for it, man. There you go. Oh, just, there's, well, my, it doesn't help that my name is so common. There's like millions of them, but yeah. um, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. Good luck with that, Sonic. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Okay. Uh, scrolling back. Uh, wanted to save this for last because I felt like... 
Well, okay, perhaps. we're going to save that for last, and it's not on here. I just want to say, if you're going to do a Nintendo Direct, there is a Destiny 2 event happening on Thursday that's going to oh, be revealing there? the gameplay. And apparently they're going, like, all out on this event. It is at a like an airport, an air, uh, air hangar, and it's mm-hmm. going to be an all-day event for streamers and YouTube that's video cool. guys. They have built this, like, huge structure, which I'm assuming they're going to, like, use uh, elsewhere in other places. Mm. Uh, and so they have a, like their whole thing is they want to come out big with this Destiny 2 reveal because we got the announcement and the trailers. Yeah. And this is going to be the gameplay reveal. And apparently the game is done. It's all in the refining, editing process. Polishing. So yeah. content-wise, it is complete. Uh, and they actually have a new Bungie podcast. I used to listen to these podcasts when they would talk about Halo 3. <laughs> this, but and like when the <laughs> Destiny was first coming out, their so, podcast back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damn. So they just came out with one the other day, and they talk about you know, they they, they want to give you insight on uh, the process of making games and what it's like at Bungie and stuff like that. And so some of the things they talk about is this event that's coming up. It is on Thursday, May. What's Thursday? May eighteenth. Yeah, May eighteenth. Yep. Uh, ten p.m. or ten a.m. Pacific. Which would be 1 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. And um, yeah, I'm super hyped because obviously you guys know I play Destiny a lot. And we get to see what this game is like. You know, it's going to be. They're actively just putting a lot of effort into this game. So it's going to be one of their tent poles for the. um, Oh, it has to be. I mean, I remember before the first game released, they're like, yeah, this is a 10 year franchise for us. And it's like, oh, well, okay, you're very confident in this. So. Yeah, and like I'm pretty excited for the fact that the people behind this, like Destiny Two, like the game director, the game designer, are both were both very heavily um, involved in the Taken King, which is probably the the pivot point for when Destiny became a great game instead of just the okay game. Oh, so like a year later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I. I can never let that go. I cannot let that go. And I understand that, Tony. Like you, 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 you won't play Diablo three after it got good. And like I'm, that's what that's for me with the division. Like I was super hyped for that. Like we talked about the division maybe taking um, the place of Destiny, and they dropped the ball for me. And apparently, it's much better now. But I don't even care. Yeah, exactly. Beyond Karen. Um. So yeah, I mean it, that's cool. Like the thing is, it's not for me. I'm I'm happy that you're getting something that yeah. you enjoy. I know Happy like Borderlands replacement, really. I mean, yeah, like, the looting, the shooting, and the Halo. Like, yeah, like we talked about earlier, it's you know, yeah. Something... I mean, that's the thing that kind of killed me because I really actually did enjoy the multiplayer aspect of it. I played more of the multiplayer than I did like any of the raid stuff or single player. Right, right. Um. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not definitely saying no, but. You know, there's a non-zero chance. There's a non-zero chance I would get that. Um, but actually, yeah, I forgot to even mention this other part. This wasn't one I was going to say for the last. But uh, yes, there is a Nintendo Direct focused on their new game, Arms, uh, tomorrow. Uh, so probably by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will have already aired. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say because the game's coming out in a month, and we only really know the initial premise um, of the game. So hopefully, it's going to be a very meaty direct to show us like the complexities of the system one thing that came out i think at the end of the last direct they talked about four player mode which is pretty cool because prior to that it was just oh, one even, yeah yeah so apparently there's like yeah i don't know it'll be interesting there's there's two two battles and stuff um which will be interesting uh 
but the one thing take turns or something or not they would be all out there i think that would be more interesting i'd like a game like that like a little battle royale well, style. oh dude um see you were never around like easy for us to play but like there is a naruto fighting game series on the gamecube and wii called uh in japan it was called gekudo ninja tyson and in the west it was called uh, ninja clash just ninja clash but it was one, two, four. It was at least two characters on the screen fighting each other, but it could go all the way up to four. It was literally four people on the screen. Mm-hmm. And actually did an interesting way where um, you had an arrow underneath your character that was pointing at your target at all times. And you pressed one button to toggle who you wanted to focus your attention on. So you could like you know press the button to mm-hmm. attack this, this character. 2D or 3D? 3D. Completely 3D. It was so I awesome. Mean- wrestling games kind of done that for a bit yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i guess the like wcw games and stuff like yeah. that yeah um, it was oh yeah that's well i mean that's where nitro, i'm going man. I a, WCW yeah. nitro that was a great game uh revenge revenge was my jam okay. yeah but uh yeah so hopefully we'll see more about that the actual last bit of news uh, I wanted yeah, I to say. I just scrolled further up, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, Tony here and his Mass Effect. I have to. This is what happens when you when you give me the, the keys of the castle. And I, it just, literally, this is... Yeah, it is. You don't want to talk about Assassin's Creed because coming back? Oh, uh, we mentioned that last week. <laughs> yeah. Far Cry did, did I don't remember that. that. I don't think like, we did, did that. Did we say, like, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins got leaked or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Assassin's Creed in Egypt. It's coming... Expect stuff and video footage at E3. But okay. <laughs> the bit I was saving, and the reason I brought it up, because literally the next day after we got finished with our podcast, this came, this news or rumor came to light. Um, so we've been talking about Mass Effect uh, a lot lately on the podcast. You know, uh, Mike for it, Jim was, and then against, and I just, I, I don't even care. And Corey's, I'll wait when it's $20. But <laughs> <laughs> last week, uh, Kotaku let out an article where they said rumor that Bioware Montreal has been scaled down, not laid off, but scaled down in terms of all their workers basically being sent to work on other projects, which isn't unsurprising, but the fact that they're not working on a new game, and more importantly, EA has put Mass Effect on ice for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so I think that the important thing here, like you said, is that they're not laying people off. No one's losing jobs. But they aren't working on DLC. Like, that's, that is crazy to me. They're moving to projects no. that are not Mass Effect related. You have this well, there's still Effect. there's still a small group, isn't there? That's staying there, that's doing what they're doing. Probably for patches and stuff, but... But, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going to have your core team, then this is your new Mass Effect team, not focus on what's coming next... Well, that is kind of uh, again. I view this as them getting fired for Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and I think that once they're done with this new IP, proper Bioware, they'll go back to it. Now, if I knew this news when we made our bet, I would have maybe looked for five years instead of three years. <laughs> but I still don't see them putting the whole thing to rest, and I yeah. still think they will well, go I back there to too. Like it may not be, it may not be twenty twenty. But it may be 2021, but Mass Effect's coming back. And it's going to be Andromeda's universe. There's, I mean, the like... Shepard's universe is dead. So. You haven't even played it, but, like, the whole thing is, like, structured as a prelude. Like, the whole... There's a new race, there's a new mystery. And, like, 
this it was just the first step. If if you guys are right, this makes like it's kind of what Jim was saying. It makes this game so much worse just because you don't have there's, payoff. There's nothing. You get blue balled. It's basically yeah. happened. And I mean like even with the DLC here, like if there's no DLC, like there's there should be a Quarian arc and you don't know what that is. It's, but, but I mean, Mass Effect was known for just, having some fantastic DLC that buy these people, yeah, buy these people so. for the most part. But like, maybe you can. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm gonna be very pissed off <laughs> if this doesn't continue in some form. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I still think they're not gonna give up on it. I think it's still one of their big names franchises. It, there's de- it's debatable just how bad it did. It certainly did less than it, they wanted, though. Um, but, yeah, it's going to take a little longer. I hope someone somewhere is going to make DLC, though, because even that, like, should probably... Like, the game is designed for it, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's really what we're, we know. The last few games have done some great DLCs that have enhanced the story experience from the you know, original game. Especially since their latest patch increased the level cap for, like, viability points, which doesn't really make any sense if you're not going to add new missions, because there's... You can't get there without new missions, but... but I mean, and here's the thing, and here's what I, I'm saying. You don't... You can't, as a big AAA publisher, like EA, or Activision Blizzard, or Ubisoft, you just don't put a story-centric, story-driven franchise like that on hiatus to not follow like if you're planning on following up you you do it you don't put it on hiatus no well, like, somebody uh, should be working even... on what's next right now like the huh? sequel to andromeda should be starting right exactly that's what i'm I saying i feel like they already had to have been working on something though the way that this game came out mm-hmm. like there was already plans in place I mean, I'm sure there's probably pre-production stuff, like, you know, storyboards and, and maybe, you know, written documents, maybe some, key, like, very early sketch art type of stuff. But, in, I mean, I'm talking about, like, you need to have probably at least 100 people working on base stuff. Like, okay, guys, we need to get the framework so we can implement this other stuff. You can't just go, okay, yeah, we released this huge AAA story-centric, story-driven game that we want to build up that franchise again. And not work on it right away. You, you just don't do that. Well, you also don't release a game that has bad facial animations and be story right. sent. But they did. So, but I, think I mean, that was they. That was EA probably making the best out of a shitty deal because they were like, "Hey, these guys worked on the Mass Effect two and three DLC multiplayer. Let's give them a shot. We'll give them a couple of years to do it." And then that couple of years turned into four years, and then it turned to five years. I mean, at some point they had to go. We need to cut our losses. Well, I mean, I could see that because the game itself is really big, but it's not. They these people obviously don't know how to create their own characters as well as actual Bioware. They right. can do decent things with other characters, and uh, they also don't know how to quality control their game too well either. So, I don't know. Uh, I would still think within the five years it's gonna get something a continuation but i don't in five, in five like it's just that's a long time if you think about it go from Ma- mass effect and drama to one 
to Max Frontier Andromeda 2? That would be happening. They have to announce it within the next three years. I would say the next year. If you're talking about Mass Effect Andromeda 2, that would need to be like announced within this year. I don't know. Not announced this year. You don't announce a. a You know, it doesn't need to be like a two year cycle. It, It just doesn't. But, um,. I think it, if you want to release it year three, maybe like you you in two years you announce it, but you gotta give it a little time to be its own thing. I don't know. When did when did when did the first Mass Effect one game come out? Two thousand five. Well, all again, all of that was planned as no, no, it's not a trilogy from the first release, two thousand seven. Mass Effect two was announced in two thousand nine, so two years. And that was for a new franchise. That was a new IP. Yes, but they planned it as a trilogy from the beginning. Back right, then. right. So this one was always going to be more open ended, but they mostly had. I assumed, and it seems like even playing this game again, they was open ended, so they could go beyond just. It's like two what sequels. they did with Halo. I mean, basically, like they put out Halo Four, and was like, we're going to bring yeah. this character, this, this universe back, even though it, it ended. We're going to bring it back. And yes. We're going to start this new trilogy. I mean, that's they want a franchise here. You wouldn't bring Mass Effect back if you're not going to start a new franchise. It just doesn't make sense. Right, but the thing is, it's not. It's probably not worth it to EA to, to try to make this a franchise. I mean, you got to think, they have shit to do. And that's the thing, is they, they give it one more shot. I mean, that's yeah. it has to, they're going to give it one more shot. If it, does, if it fails again, then it's dead. But they, they, it will come out with another one. Uh. I mean, EA does not have a good track record with series going on hiatus. Just track record is not good. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe EA will sell Bioware to someone. Uh, who would buy them, though? I mean, that you're talking about another large publisher. I mean, <laughs> it'd have to be either Activision or Ubisoft. Uh, or Ubisoft. And Ubisoft is in danger of being bought out themselves anyway, so... <laughs> well, whoever uh, buys them. <laughs> you know? I just, I mean, the thing is, we talk about Bioware uh, Edmonton, I think, is the main, the main one? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So they're working on their, you know, the new IP for EA. Uh, which, which, they also, the, which they also delayed now, which may be related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Because the thing is, the rumor is that people from both uh, Bioware Edmonton and Bioware Austin actually had to send people to work and fix Andromeda as best they could within the last year to like really salvage as much as they could off the project. So I think that definitely hurt the new IP. But anyway, um, I'm saying Bioware Edmonton is working on the new IP, which is supposed to be like a destiny killer or whatever they're saying behind the scenes. But they're also rumored to be working on the half the team is working on that. And the other half is working on an alleged dragon age four. So it's just, the time on for them to even begin working on a theoretical Mass Effect Andromeda two or Mass Effect four or whatever you want to call it, I mean you're still looking at at least three plus years away, if if that is actually the plan. I, I well, just, I I don't see how it wasn't their plan from the beginning and how much they would have to deviate to like not do that that soon. Um, just to to speculate a little bit on this new IP real quick because. EA has a Star Wars license, and Bioware has made Star Wars games. What's the chance of having like a Destiny-style Star Wars game? That would be pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, well, but Bioware did have 
wasn't it Bioware that did the Star Wars MMO or? Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. not the Knights of the Old Republic, just Star Wars Old Republic. But and yeah, the thing with that was they tried to make it a very narrative-driven thing. Experience, yeah. Uh, just you know, it's hard to compete with WoW at that time. Yep. And I mean, I don't think MMOs are really viable these days. Not the current no, gaming landscape. Not, yeah, not the WoW style anymore. I mean, the, th- the closest thing you're getting is like Destiny. Destiny, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, and that's the other thing is what I was saying is because if A was like, all right, we need a, a space soap opera type game, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you have a license Star Wars now. And that mm-hmm. is almost guaranteed money because of how well Disney's doing with the movies and other aspects of the franchise is, you know, yeah, it, it seems to be like a no brainer. Like, why would you even tempt it anymore? Why would you waste the time, effort, money and resources to make another Mass Effect game when they could just put that same effort same time, same money, into a Star Wars game. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. That's why it's like, oh, uh, man. What they I, don't see, I really don't see them making a Star Wars game, to be honest. Bioware? Yeah. Even though they have historically? They Multiple? Made, yeah, two. Um, a long time ago. and there's In a, a galaxy far, far away? There's a, yes, and there's a new Star Wars game coming out that actually <laughs> has some a storyline, too. Not much, but... You know, we're getting really, more mean, this year. Yeah, from he's got a few Dice. videos working on them. Like, you know, we, yeah. we've heard there's going to be. Yes, there's, there's something else coming too, other than Battlefront. There's some right. other game coming out soon. So uh, I don't really think BioWare is going to factor into Star Wars anytime soon. But I think that when EA got that license, they tasked every studio they had make a Star Wars game. You're going to make the first person shooter. You're going to make the adventure game. You're going to make this game. Like, I, uh, I think so too, because it just makes, it makes so much sense. It does. Make an RPG, Dragon Age, Mass Effect style Star Wars game. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, but if it sounds like they're making a Destiny game, um, Star Wars it works too. Star Wars, Star Wars cross Destiny. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing is, <laughs> just going back to it. All right, if you are, if you want that Destiny money because it's it's so popular and making money, it's like okay, it's in space. We got different classes with special uh, powers and guns space and magic. ships. Yeah. Space magic. It's like, hmm. Well, we do have the Star Wars license. We, I guess we could do something about that. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Bioware, if you're listening, like, these ideas are free. <laughs> <laughs> these ideas there. are free. <laughs> Make us characters in the game, please. We'll be, like, NPCs or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it was just interesting because it literally came out the day after our podcast. I was like, no, hmm. it, was, it was pretty funny. And it's, <laughs> and it's from Jason Schreier, who right. is very reputable. As far as, like, gaming journalists go, like, obviously we've said this before. Like, I pretty much can, like, bank on him having legit information and not yeah. spewing the newest, stupidest you know, yeah, he, he vets his sources, and he usually only does it when he has multiple different sources that um, are corroborating the same, right. you know, statement. I mean, he, he's he's been right uh, about all the Destiny 2 stuff, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, he, uh, I think the only thing that he missed, like, appropriated or missed or reported on was something that was just because it was still correct, but it wasn't worded properly. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, he's been great. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess uh, let's get what we've been up to. I'll go first. Nothing. I'm taking a break. Uh, I started New Game Plus at Persona Five, and I was like, you know what? I love wow, this game. Going right back into it, but then I, I, I thought I was just gonna like blaze through it, but I was like, and I, I'm 
I'm at the end of the first dungeon in New Game Plus because literally I I got I, I still have all my everything. most powerful equipment. I got my most powerful persona back. It just kind of like auto battle everything, just fight in one hit. And I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, but I'm like, some of these dungeons. Like the thing is, it's not even the fights; it's just the the puzzles in the dungeons. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. Um, thinking about it now and experiencing it again, I, I would say the puzzles in this game are probably the weakest aspect of it, just because. And it might be unfair of this, but just because I'm going from a game like Zelda, where the puzzles actually, some of them are really like head scratching, like, hmm, what do I have to do here? Whereas in Persona, it's kind of like, hey, there's a key card over there. I wonder what that does. Okay, cool. It and opens then up this you have thing. have an easy button as well. Right, exactly. So it's just like, <laughs> okay. So I think the puzzle aspects are and the worst. I know you said you wanted to platinum it as well. And I said that about Horizon, and I, I do want to go back, but once you stop playing a game, it is difficult to go yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, hard. and that's the thing is, you know, I'm really weighing it because I'm like, I kind of want that platinum because I love this game so much, mm-hmm. and I want to see all the confidence stu- confidant stuff that I didn't max out, but I'm just like, this is probably at, le- at least 20-something hours, and I just, I don't want to do that right now, so... Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, you don't want to burn yourself out on a new game. And plus, if you're going to Horizon, that's another big yeah. game. You don't want to yep. you know, exactly. tarnish that experience by just burning yourself on big games. But it yep. is a different enough experience that I don't think it'll be that bad. Whereas, you know, playing Breath of the Wild and Horizon at the same time, even though have... they were a little, like they are different games, they are very similar in the fact that you yeah. have a big open world and <laughs> you have a bow and arrow and... Uh, you're, you know, you're adventuring, kind of. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, Corey? Uh, I got a little Mario Kart in, like, on Mother's Day. I had my family over. So <laughs> Mother's Day Mario Kart? Yeah, I brought that out, and it's like, hey, guys, like, my nieces and nephews, like, yeah, I want to play some Mario Kart, Switch stuff, and so that's always a fun time. I am a little disappointed, like, with the game not, I mean, everything's unlocked, and that's great. You can just go in and play. But I don't feel like there's progression in this game. It's really mm. just like pull it out and play with your buddies, um, and th- that's it. There's really like I don't see why. Like, why would you <laughs> should, play it on your should own? Like should have no... got the Wii version. Right. Well, I, Wii U. I, the Wii U version. But yeah, and not that, and not that it's just kind of weird, you know, because I'm really just seeing this game as like only play, only play it with your friends. You're not really playing it for progression purposes. No. So, I mean, uh, I kind of felt not... that way with every Mario Kart I've played anyway. Like, the rewards never really been well, I mean, worth playing like, alone to me. characters is, is yeah. motivational, and tracks is motivational. Like, but there is none of that, because it's all... But, and that's good, because a lot of people played it before. They don't want to have to go through that. Yeah. Um, so, well, it's a... It's a so I mean, yeah, I could see that. Drawbacks but it's at, non-exclusive games for the Switch, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, though, like, I unlocked all that stuff, and I really have no desire to unlock all right, of it again. That's what I mean. Like, it's, like, for the people who have played it, they don't want to do that. The people who haven't played it, like, well, where's the progression? Like, just, well, so. But, yeah, it's fun. It's still fun. Uh, it's still a good game. It's still Mario Kart. And, obviously, the battle mode is much better now because of the courses. But, did your uh, did your family actually play battle mode, or they were they more they racing? racing, just because um, they like the kids. My nieces and nephews are very young, for the most part, mm-hmm. and the auto steer and auto acceleration is a huge 
<laughs> to that. They actually could compete. But uh, so that's cool. That's neat. That is is actually meaningful and, and helped them. But uh, yeah, other than that, Destiny still. And I, I keep wanting to go back to um, to the Overwatch stuff, but haven't been able to because I like if I'm gonna turn my PlayStation on, I'm gonna play Persona. I just oh man, I, I the anniversary of it, man. I know. It's coming up soon. Yeah, seriously. But it's been fun playing Destiny a little bit just because. You know, Nick's been on, our friend Buddha and uh, Apple, we play with him a bunch. Uh, so, I've been playing that just because it's fun to play with people. You know, it's fun to have, like, do that stuff. Because um, I've been playing a lot of single-player stuff recently. Mm-hmm. So, it's been good to get back into the little multiplayer thing. But, yeah, I mean, definitely want to get to Overwatch comp stuff. And I'll have to send you a, a message or something, Tony, when I get on there. If you're, if you're doing it or something, let me know. Cause, yeah. And Mike... I don't know if you ever get onto it or not, but we'll see. <laughs> but it's all free; you don't have to worry about being left behind. Well, yeah, until you realize like everyone you thought could do one thing can't anymore. Well, Everything's going to be different. I mean, all three of us are at that point right now. So yeah, I know. It's scary. That's it. Okay, Mike. Um. So I finished up Hitman. Uh, oh, and of course, how long yeah. is that? Like it's, not, it's not really that long, but it's designed again for you to replay all the missions oh, yeah, again, yeah. The season again, different ways. And there's the little seasons. like alternate targets and stuff. But um, so I mean, like I beat the main story. I played, replayed a few things. The story was just kind of interesting in the end. And then I'm realizing I'm playing another dead franchise again. Oh, I forget if we talked about that. <laughs> Apparently, Square uh, Enix wants to sell the uh, studio that makes uh, Hitman. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's unfortunate. There probably won't be another Hitman, at least no time soon. Or, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, the game is good. It's nothing crazy, and I don't necessarily agree with the way they release these episodically. It's, uh, I mean, that probably hurt the sales, to be honest. Hmm. I wonder yeah. how it would have worked for you if you did actually get to play it. As it came out, well, I, def- I definitely would have went back and like replayed the same missions or areas more, like more than I have, <laughs> for sure. So I would have gotten like there's different challenges, different ways to do it, but um, still like the story, I would have probably lost track of what was going on though if I did it that way. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. like waiting for you know Walking Dead to come back after yeah. whatever. But um, it's. It's one of those sort of like B tier or maybe single A, if you want to say that, <laughs> franchises where it's like this isn't a triple A like studio or game, but like it's still quality and it, it has survived. You think about the character of Agent Forty Seven; he's been around for a while now, and this might be it for him. And it's it's just like oh, okay, that's the end of that, I guess. <laughs> so there's not too many like you know mid-level to upper mid-tier like franchises or even studios anymore and this was one of them and now it's in trouble yeah but i mean this just goes <laughs> this is a topic we talked about before but it's just i'm just saying you know this just goes to show that what worked in the past doesn't work these days and just games are getting more expensive even known franchises are just not cutting i mean square you know not that i'm saying square is 
high, high profile. Like, they're definitely not EA or Ubisoft or um, Activision level, but um, they're still up there. And what, they sold two or three million units of the Tomb Raider 2013 reboot? And they consider that a failure. And then they made that fucking shitty deal with Microsoft for Tomb Raider... Rise of the Tomb right, Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider exclusivity for a year on Xbox One. And that, I, I'm pretty sure that totally fucked that franchise, even though, you know, they say they're making a new one. Uh, you know, I, we'll see yeah, about that. I think that. they will just because they have a movie coming out. But. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, man, so... That's right. <laughs> so, on a similar note, the other game that I just started playing today... <laughs> Is Injustice 2, which came out today. Nice. And, again, people complain about all the DLC stuff, but that's that's part of it, these games now. you If you want $60 games new, when they've been $60 for like the last 30 years, <laughs> and you don't want these companies to go out of business, despite inflation, like they're going to sell you lots of DLC. They're going to have a huge secondary market to try to make their money for these big games. And, uh, there's nine. We know there's nine DLC characters from the start here. Did you pre-order it? Yes, I did. So, so I have Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like, was kind of like the pre-order bonus for a character like that is kind of shitty though. I mean, is it though? Like, yeah. you know what it is. Why is it mm-hmm. shitty though? You could still buy them later. No, I know, and then, and you'll probably get it for free in the Game of the Year edition, whatever, like for twenty bucks. But I mean, it's it's shitty for the consumer, and it's and it's bad move for the publishers in my opinion because yes it makes people want to go out and pre-order the game but at the same shit. time now people don't want to buy the game because my friend mike has the game with this character oh this is a great game i want to buy it this character's awesome well i can't play that character because now i didn't pre-order the game yep. so why Talk am i that. buying it <clears throat> right and i mean that's that's the thing i remember um i borrowed arkham city i forget from who maybe happel or one of you guys but uh, the Catwoman portion of the game, that was pre-order or brand new, whatever it was, one of the two, uh, experience only. And I was like, fuck this. And they're like, oh, you can buy it for five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I'm not paying you Same money. Thing with Arkham, Arkham uh, Knight, they did that with the Harley Quinn and uh, Red Hood stuff, right? Oh, did they? Or was I that totally was forgot about that. Was that part of that? That shit was very... Um... Yeah, and, if you, depending on where, and it depended on where you got it. So you got Harley Quinn if you got it from one retailer, and you got Red Hood from a different retailer. I got it from Walmart, so I don't think I got either. <laughs> I don't even remember that because... I think I, I had it both. I mean, they were terrible because um, it was obviously it didn't need anything because people weren't going to get it. But that's like, but with a character in a fighting game, specifically, I'm talking about fighting games and characters in fighting games. My friend who pre-ordered has it, and if I didn't and I enjoyed this game and want to play as him, I can't. That's that is what I'm saying is shitty. Yeah, no, I mean, but uh, didn't Mass Effect Three do the same thing with that uh, one? Pro, was oh, yeah, it Prothean? Pro, Prothean guy, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was, I was so pissed was he, off. About it. I was like, was he just a pre-order bonus? That was it. No, it was uh, absolutely exclusive for some time, depending on. Like, I think it was a pre-order thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like. Eh. <laughs> Fighting games, that's fucking bullshit. Like, just not have his character seen in pre-order. But then at the end, and again, also, he can't even impact the story, really, can he? I don't think so. I mean, I started the story. Yeah, probably not, though. Seems like Brainiac's the main main, uh, bad here. Yeah. Um, I started the game and the story, and I haven't gotten into the gear stuff at all yet. Um, But it seems to be inoffensive for most of the things I've read about it. 
mm-hmm. because when you play competitively, like all the like buffs that they give, that that all goes away, but the aesthetic part stays. So mm-hmm. you can sort of show off online, or you can choose the mode where it matters. It's not competitive, but you can still use the, your buffs and stuff to fight other people online. Yeah, I don't know. Who, have done that. I, mean, I know. I mean, like. I'm curious about that, and I may want to do that, but I'm sure I'm going to hate it after a while, too. I mean, like in Destiny, with the um, Crucible uh, multiplayer, they have modes where, like, light matters, because if you just start off the game and you want to play multiplayer and you're not up to light, you're going to get destroyed, but they have modes where you can do that or where everyone's the same light, technically. But, I mean, obviously, I'm excited about this game. I think Injustice was my favorite fighting game, like, ever. The, so um, and Nether Realm really kills it with the story aspects of their fighting games. I actually really enjoyed Mortal Kombat, um, yeah. and the story that they. Like I said, like I this is the, the DC story this year that I have the most confidence in. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's, not, and it's a great comic too, which is pretty pretty awesome that a, a video game spawned a fantastic story um, in comic yeah. form. Yeah, and um, the so. story was good in Injustice. Uh, it's a little mm-hmm. a little like. Like convoluted with the whole bunch, or not convoluted, uh, crowded with like, oh, let's pull in characters from this character, blah blah, and we can get away with half Joker back and blah blah. So, yeah, uh, you know, DC always does its multiple universes. It happens. Yeah, but um, so far, like, so good. I haven't gotten into the gear yet. We'll see how that feels. But uh, uh, I'm liking it so far, and want to get back to it soon. So, is this a continuation of the uh, Injustice storyline, or is it like a rebirth? It's a continuation, although okay. um, you do sort of... It seems like it starts with a flashback where you're actually going before like the end of the Injustice, so you're going to be jumping back and forth timeline-wise, but uh, we'll see. I mean, like I'm just... I'm pretty early in it, obviously. I've played it for just like a couple hours, not maybe not even yet. Um, as far as the mechanics go, it's a little quicker moving. Everything's a little quicker. Old characters have very similar movesets, but there are a few tweaks here and there. And there's so many new characters, too. And, uh, you know, like, I'm curious to play as some characters. Like, I'm glad I watched Young Justice, because now I know, like, who Blue Beetle is, so I can be him. (laughs) Um, we have Swamp Thing, which I forgot was DC, which is funny. Uh, we have Dr. Fate. Which is going to be interesting to see how he plays into the everything, Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> so yeah, there's lots going on there. Lots of more obscure characters. Damian Wayne is in here now instead of Nightwing. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting right back into it as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> nice. That's so, it for uh, me. I I really liked the Nether Realm fighting games. So I and and Injustice particularly, I really like that too. So. I do want to play it. I just no time right now. No time. No time. No time. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode three hundred forty-four. So, yep, it was a long one. Sorry, we got a. <laughs> we made up for our short movie cast with an extremely long games cast. Yeah. Uh, a lot to talk about. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view, uh, we're gonna have a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks. Uh, road to E3, um, you know, a lot of stuff there. And then we'll have a little bit of a lull, but then, I mean, towards the end of the summer, you have Tokyo Game Show, and then right after that, I think we have Gamescom. So 
And then after that, it's holiday season, so we get to play all these games that hopefully we get announcements for and reveals. Fingers crossed. We'll see. (laughs) But, yeah, thanks again for listening to us, and please remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, rate and subscribe us on iTunes, and I think we have a MySpace. Just kidding. We don't. No, Uh, but we do have a website that's just as old-fashioned as our MySpace. And, then, and we do usually post to YouTube. Uh, we'll see about getting these up on YouTube. I, we won't have video, unfortunately. Jim does yeah. that. Maybe we'll <laughs> post a picture of Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, just a, just a still a Jim for like <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>